Welcome back. Today your dad's cooking up a new batch of that monster meth, and your teacher won't mind her goddamn business about it. It's another y'all gonna learn today kind of episode of that strange show. A Wendingo ate your baby. <laughs> and if you're new here, we drop bangers all over the internets. Go check out our last episode. We were screaming throughout the whole damn thing. We were talking 2022s. Scream, y'all. I'm not Dude, that movie, that, that movie got me teary-eyed, man. All right. Because uh, have you seen it yet? No, I don't, oh. I'm not going to. No. <laughs> All right, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the franchise. All right, on that note, uh, let's not forget that this episode is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Get deadly.com, grab a bag. Coffee and, die for it. Yeah, yeah, and if coffee ain't your thing, spice up your life with Silk City Hot Sauce. Have you heard of these guys? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, proud sponsors of the Dorkening Podcast Network. If you go to silkcityhotsauce.com and use coupon code DORK, You'll get 20% off and a free bottle of that hot, spicy sauce. Yeah. they Actually, I bought a bottle from them at uh, that uh, Monster Expo. Hey, check it that's out. Great. That's coming back. Yeah. But I bought a bottle from him because uh, the guys from The Talking Dead have their own hot sauce through him. Yeah. And I bought a bottle of their hot sauce, and it, it was pretty goddamn good. I want to try that. Uh, was it like the hot syrup or something like yeah, that? Yeah, hot, the hot, sticky syrup. Mm. Oof. So tonight we have Kevin joining us Hello. from the Wicked Horror Show, and then we and also black and white fright. Yeah, a bunch of shit, bro. A bunch of shit. Yeah, too too much shit. Some would say too much shit. Take take it, just whatever, dude. <laughs> and then we also have uh, uh, Austin with us tonight. Uh, if you remember, what uh, he was in on the last time he was on, it was uh, the episode his house, uh, which yeah. we uh, we talked about. So go check out that. But Austin. If you don't, if this is the first time, he's a writer, awesome dude, skateboarder. Uh, he just bought a house, so now he's <laughs> he's fucked. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but he's back tonight. Yeah. So welcome back, man. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so Ryan and Mandy are off tonight. I know Mandy was out uh, the ice castles, and then I think Ryan fell asleep again. I I legit. <laughs> I'm supposed to go to the ice castles. I really want to go. Yeah. And I'm afraid I'm going to, going to fall everywhere. Dude, that's... But that, I, we well, have tickets to go. It's designed for that. So, slippery slides all over the yeah. place. I'm going to bust my head wide open. Yeah. Hey, that's a, that's a way to grab a bag of money. It's true. <laughs> my father-in-law just picked me. Oh, my ice castle head. Ooh, I got a bad case of the ice castle head. Oh, man. That place looks sick as shit, though. I've wanted to go for years. My my wife got us tickets, and we just have to book it. And uh, I don't know. Whatever. Dude, the slides look badass. Like, looks like so much fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And nighttime when they light it up and everything. Like like what? Like T-Bird, light it up. Light it No, that's fire it up. About. That's fire it up. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what have you guys been getting into? Uh, what's hitting your eyeballs this week? What have you guys been watching? Anything cool? I've been getting back into X-Files. Made it up to mm. season five. Hell yeah. Uh, nice. I'm about to finish a uh, book of Boba Fett, which I don't really like. I like The Mandalorian a lot better. I've heard that. Uh, I've heard people say that. Yeah. I haven't started yet. I've heard 
lots of complaints. Yes. It's, it's just weird. It's kind of like you watch, like, let's say, Lord of the Rings, and then you go and watch The Hobbit. You're like, well, it's already been done. I'm not impressed at all by The Hobbit after, after you watch Lord of the Rings, you know? Um, been there. I, just I already watched... saw those big feet. I already saw those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nightmare Alley was pretty cool with Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen but, that. Uh, that, so yeah, that, that just, one's cool? Yeah, slow burn, but like, um, oh, really burn. good, really good. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. So, oh, okay. You know, oh, can't really complain. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, saw Scream yesterday and watched Antlers yesterday. So, yeah, because because uh, Courtney Cox, dude, and David Arquette, like knowing they dated in real life and then seeing them come back for the franchise and that's how they met. It was just kind of emotion emotional a little bit. But there you go. Yeah. I'm, uh, so I'm not. I'm not a fan of the franchise myself. I mean, I, I respect the fact that people are, and I respect the fact that people seem to like this one. So mm -hmm. that's that's mm -hmm. awesome. Because you, you don't want to be let down. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised that they didn't shy away from the violence. That's what I liked a lot Ooh, about yeah. it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. That was all my favorite the all part the kills. Yeah, all the kills were crazy, and like acting behind the mask, like just watching Ghostface do that stuff was like, okay, they know what they're doing. The writers, yeah. the directors, like. It was yeah. really good. That's uh, that's what I said on uh, uh the the last episode. Um, so make sure you go check that out. Yeah, that was my favorite part. I was like, I legit, I don't give a fuck about anybody in this movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that they're killing everybody. The, the so little when... the the smaller actress, I forgot her name. The the sister, the little sister, Jenny, Jenny her Ortega. Yeah, her acting was crazy, man. Like yeah. I was, every time she was on screen, I was just like, oh my god, she's gonna die. Like yeah. I don't know. It was really well acted. I I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. So, uh, Nightmare Alley. So you're saying you're 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 signing off on that. You're saying watch it. Yeah, but stay. It's on Hulu now, actually. Oh, okay. So okay. it's pretty cool. Just left theaters and went to Hulu. Um, I fell asleep twice. So watch <laughs> it on like a day off, though. Like, because it is totally a lot of a lot of dialogue and just really a slow burn. But great actresses and actors like Tony Coletta or Coletta, I don't know how to say her name. Yeah, um, Brad, yeah Bradley Cooper, uh, Rooney Mara, um, William Defoe. the oh. guy can do anything. He's in it too. Uh, so yeah, you can stop that yeah I was sold on, I was sold on it like from the get go. So, yeah, so, so is it, it's, is it a slow burn with like, like a great payoff? Like that's the thing is if there's a slow burn, it's got to have like a, like, there's certain um, movies I love that are slow burns that the payoff is totally worth it. Yes and no. Like, it's one of Del Toro's different type films. It's not like Shape of Water or mm. uh, Crimson Peak at all. It's more drama with just a little bit of creepier horror elements. But there's, it's kind of like at the end, you're just like, oh, well, that really sucks. Like, that makes me feel all <laughs> kind of awful. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those, so, like, so, oh, man. So yeah. for, for me, whenever I, I talk about slow burn, I talk about Ty West. Like I always uh, like if you've seen uh, House of the Devil or oh, yeah. Keepers, okay. like those are like yeah. awesome slow burns. And they hit, like I love the payoff at the end. And actually a movie that we're talking about today also I, I feel is a slow burn with a great payoff. But yeah. anyways, is it my turn to talk about things that are on my radar? Yeah. What's on I haven't radar? been watching uh -huh. too much, too much horror stuff. I've rewatched uh, the IT crowd, the whole oh, series. I love it. love it. I, I do too, and uh, there, when you when you brought up uh, the book of Boba Fett, I was all excited because Matt Barry does a voice of one of the one of the droids or something in in that uh -huh. show, so I have something to look forward to. Hey. Um, and he actually referred to it. There's a 
it was, he did a show called Toast of London um, that is great. And he just did a new season called Toast of Tinseltown, which all takes place in, in L.A. Oh, nice. And the reason he's there is because he's supposed to be in the new Star Wars thing. Oh, and wow. everyone's like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And then he ends up really being in that, which is great. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've been watching a lot of British comedy recently. I love um, Yeah. Um, tea and crumpets and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. But as far as what I'm looking forward to, and this is something that uh, I was talking to Angel about a little bit before, uh, the movie Slapface, which just oh, hit yeah. Shudder. Um, so Jeremiah Kipp directed this movie. I saw the short. I don't know how many, maybe like five years ago, up at the Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival up in Buffalo, New York, which is, uh, it's it's run by Gregory Lamberson, who made uh, like Slime City and Slime City Massacre. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he runs that, right. that con. Leo and I went up there and we were like broadcasting live from that convention. And we got, you know, we were, we were there for the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. But we got to see the short there and we got to talk to Jeremiah there for the first time. And it was he won a bunch of awards at that at that festival because it was so good um and i was like wow i can't wait to see this as a as a feature and he finally has it done as a feature and it's being released by dread central and and shutter that's great so that's that's pretty huge yeah um, slap slap so in the yeah. face slap in the face yeah slap in the face uh yep so that's uh just literally just came out on shutter within the last couple of days of us recording this yeah i saw um, um the cover uh look kind of cool with the little yeah. kid and the weird thing behind it kind of ominous yeah yep um the, the the short obviously didn't go as into that as you know obviously the fil- the full feature is I, I watched the trailer the trailer looks sick i'm gonna actually watch it when we're done here because i'm talking about it with wolfie tomorrow <laughs> oh, all right um yeah but um yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and then you know just this whenever i put shutter on there's always things that i just want to watch so yeah, shutters good for sh- shutters. Good. Yeah, there is a lot of, a lot of streaming. There's a lot of uh, options nowadays. Tubi, we got Shutter, we got, uh, you know, um, what's the other one? I just subscribed to Arrow Video, uh, yeah, for my Italian horror. And yeah, there's just a bunch of shit you can get. You know, even on like Pluto, they got a whole horror mm-hmm. section. You know, and that's yep. free. You know, you can yep. watch Night of the Demons on that. I seen them on that. Robot like uh, Maniac Cop. So, I mean, anywhere you can look nowadays, you might get yourself a little handful of horror, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I am IMDb TV, yeah, actually. Yeah. Like, and that's through Amazon, but IMDb TV, and they have a ton of stuff. Yeah. And actually, that's, that's another show I started watching again. I, I had the hankering to start watching Fringe again. Oh, Fringe, wow. For some reason. Yeah. And, like, you have to buy it episode by episode on Amazon, but through IMDb TV, it's free. Oh, because of you the commercials. You have com- to watch commercials. Yeah, because of the commercials. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I remember Fringe. Fringe was the shit back in the day. Yep. It was. That, that came out of nowhere. Yep. And it was, they filmed it all, in, well, most of it in Boston. They used to used to drive by, like, the rest stops on the Mass Pike when they were filming mm. when I was going for band practice and stuff. Like, I used to see them filming, and I'm like, I want to stop in. And be a weirdo alien guy, but I can't. Yeah, turn me inside out. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, all right. So you're watching IT Crowd. Uh, you're about to watch Slap in the Face. Uh, yep. There's one show on Netflix that just dropped. I haven't seen. I've seen it. It's a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes right now. Oh, and that really? is uh, All of Us Are Dead. It's a Korean zombie. I just watched the first episode. How was it? 
it was pretty good. Okay. It, it, it was it was pretty good. It's um, I didn't I was expecting it to be a little bit more, but I like I know it's gonna it's gonna pick up because yeah, it yeah. started picking up quite a bit at okay. the end of the first episode. It's just it's like a zombie like infection movie. Okay. You know, but it's I mean movie like show, but it's it's you know, but there's like drama aspects to it and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, which, which it was pretty I'm, good. Which I'm I, I like that stuff because like uh, I forget the name of that fucking. The one where all the they turned into like mutant fucking weird monsters. Uh, it was in the high rise. Yeah, the, like high, rise. the high rise. Oh, you mean uh, quarantine? No, 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 no. No, it was about a, a show. It a, yeah, it was a show. show. I forget. Um, I think it was a Japanese show. Uh, yeah. It was. It was really good. Yeah. Um, and oh. then there was the there was the um, the uh, what you call it? Not not the ring. The grudge. Yeah. That that, that grudge show was awesome. Oh, uh, Juan Juan Origins. Yes, that was so good. Yeah, I'd actually never even finished that. I got to the part where like they, yeah. ins- they insinuated I, something I happening it. in the car with the kid, and I turned it off. I loved it. I actually I turned off Black Mass. I couldn't handle that. It was real boring to me. Real actually. boring? Come on. Yeah, dude. I know a lot of people got pissed off at me when I said that. And I was like, dude, I don't know. Like I just couldn't finish. What? It. It just wasn't. Dude, you especially you as a writer. The I know, I know. My, like, yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I think was... I made it to like episode five or six. All right, or something. I'm almost you... done with it, but I was just let like... me ask you a question with this. When are you watching this? Like after a long 14 hour day, like fuck you. Let me throw <laughs> yeah, on actually, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, you gotta take out a day where like you 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 you're you're full of respite so then the show can fuck you up. <laughs> Cause like if you already yeah, go yeah. come in like I can see it because, like, the first couple episodes, and I, I, you know, for sure, I was like, uh, this is a little talky. But, like, once I got into it, and, like, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's fucking. Uh, also, fuck. Ar- Archive, Archive 81 was pretty good, or 88. 81, yeah. You guys I watched was, that? No. 81, yeah. Yeah, Ryan watched it. He I got said to it was... episode three, and it's starting to pick up. What, what, I don't, need, I don't know even know anything about it. What? Um, it's Archive like uh, it's a show about uh, some dudes um, that. Uh, well, you saw it. I didn't see it. You he, you explain it. He, yeah, he he gets uh, old videotapes and restores them. He gets hired by this guy to restore some at this house, and then it ties in with his past and and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I now I remember seeing like I was going through looking for stuff. So I'll randomly just go on like the streaming services and look for Japanese stuff and look for uh, uh, look for British stuff because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but I love it. Dude, Japanese, Japanese and South Korea, like Korean fucking horror is fucking yeah, so good, so good. Yep. Dude, I was just and... having a conversation uh, on Instagram with one of my friends. Uh, uh, what's it? Now for oh, Train to Busan. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. don't want. Hollywood to remake that. That should be let it be because that movie's so badass, so sick. Yeah, That's yeah. like that breathed new life into the zombie franchise. And oh, now we now we have to remake it. Like no, yeah. don't don't even touch it. Yeah, it's probably gonna start off with like woo spring break. Yeah, <laughs> woo can't wait to get it's on this like, tr- bullet train. It, yeah, no, it, it's just like uh, yeah. there was a, there's a movie that I saw in Shutter. Yeah, I still I watch all the old Godzillas with the <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> Um, well, that's the way to watch them. But yeah. there was a that it was a, sh- a movie on Shutter called Terrified <laughs> that I that I loved, and um, 
there was there was talk of like an American remake of that, and I think they should leave that alone as well because I don't think that they could really mm-hmm. do it that way. But I don't know. That's just me. No, that's uh, yeah. We don't need to remake. Yeah. Everything like that. No, we don't. You know, like just because it was like successful in another market doesn't mean like we need to squeeze it for everything we can over over on our end. Just leave it. Make it accessible and uh, overdub it or something. So I watched, uh, and this movie got a lot of shit for it. It's not really horror um, at all, but if you lived in these times, um, so I watched The Last Duel with with the real Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, and uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Adam Driver, and uh, the chick from uh, Killing Eve. I don't know if you've ever seen that that show, Killing Eve. But did you hear about the last duel at all? Anybody? Nobody? No. I recognize the name, but I it's Ridley, never checked it out. Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott movie. He was. Uh, I didn't. Oh no, shit! Really? Yeah, it didn't really do too well in the theaters, and then Ridley Scott was like, "That's because you." Motherfuckers got your cell phones in your hands every goddamn minute, and you didn't sit down and watch my movie. And uh, that's not my fault. I made a great movie. Fuck y'all. I enjoyed it. I went in with like, okay, let's see what everybody was talking shit about. The one thing is like Ben Affleck, his character was like laughable, but it's Ben Affleck. I enjoyed it. There's a lot more to it than just like medieval times, you know. Um, there's a story of like the women's like uh, suffrage, and and uh, I really got behind that uh, towards the end of the movie because it 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 has to do with um, like believing, you know, victim shaming and that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I it's I believe that show that we were I was I've been looking for that high rise horror show. Uh huh. It I, I believe it's just uh I believe it's just called um. Sweet Home, right? Yes. Sweet Home. Sweet Home. It was really good. Yeah, that's really the one. Good. Watch Sweet Home. But also, I would say, check out The Last Duel. Um, you know, because it takes place in the 1300s. Oh, wow. Um, but it's, uh, it has to do oh, with, shit. yeah, it's, uh, it's based on, like, a real-life uh, thing on the 1300s uh, with uh, the Carouge and Legree, um names and all that stuff. Um, so yeah. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, Yellow Jackets. Uh, I won't get too much into it because definitely going to spoil it. Uh, we might cover it um, when we do the Dexter episode because um, we finished those two. Um, but yeah. Um, what else have I watched? That's it. <laughs> I don't, oh, whatever. And what we're talking about tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of a uh, lot of things coming. I was gonna say the the one thing like uh, with what everyone's going through, where you know people have to be home more and stuff like that. Stuff is coming like stuff that would normally be in a theater for a very long amount of time is streaming like almost immediate. Boom. So it's I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be a big. I, I, do you think it's gonna stay that way? For a while do you think it's going to be i think right now what's going on is that um a either things that have already been like greenlit are just coming out and like 
because the, the the landscape has changed with how we consume things that like traditional ways of like it being in the theaters for two or three months is not the thing now but like it's still mm-hmm. an avenue in the industry so they're like all right two three weeks in the theaters and then we go to hbo max or we go to disney plus or we go to shutter or we go to netflix yeah but i think that what's gonna happen is they're just gonna keep fucking jamming shit down your throat you know because there's so much content yeah. coming out right now that it just feels like i can't i myself can't keep up right you know well like, the thing is that the thing is too is it's I, I I would think that it's probably much cheaper for them to go the streaming route like right away than actually putting it in theaters, you know, because it's yeah. there's oh for you know, licensing it costs money rights? to do yeah. that for licensing yeah. yeah yeah but that's the thing it's like those I I feel like those uh those things are like uh, traditionally like hey you can't disrupt the system buddy remember how we've been doing over the last hundred years yeah, yeah you gotta I mean, pay still, you gotta pay you gotta pay yeah, man I, you gotta yeah. pay pay Tinseltown you I know? don't know. I like the aesthetic of going to the theater. Like when I saw No Way Home, the new Spider-Man movie, I was like blown away just sitting in the theater watching that. And I love that movie too, actually. But yeah, going to the movies and seeing on the big screen is more of an experience. And that's what yeah. I'll miss if they just decide yeah. to like cut all of them out. You know? I, I agree. I mean, I, yeah. I've gone to the theater a handful of times since the whole thing started. And uh, but it's a smaller theater it's not the normal theater i would go to because no you know i i went to a smaller theater we actually rented the theater once and like showed whatever movie we wanted to and like it was that was it was awesome but um money bags hey you know there was there was like 12 of us and it was like a hundred bucks like split between 12 people it's like nothing oh there you go um ten yeah nine dollars a person exactly it's just the same amount to go to a movie we have the whole place to ourselves um and and we could That's watch awesome. heavenly creatures on the big screen, you know. Um, know. But uh, yeah, I think I only went to see I saw Candyman in the theater, and I saw like one other. I forget. I don't even remember what it was. Oh, speaking of Candyman, uh, we were supposed to cover that a while back, but we're probably not gonna. But uh, did you guys both watch that? I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys yeah. think about yeah. it? I loved it. I loved it too. I didn't. <laughs> really? God. So, so I, oh I, I thought it was great. God. I, I, no, I, I really, I mean, are you a fan of the original? Are you a fan of the the original candidate? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of the original, yeah. And I, I enjoyed this one. It was just more of, I felt like it was trying too hard, kind of. Okay. You know, to, to stand apart. Like, it had a moving story. I felt for the character, but I just, I missed the violence. I didn't like how the can't. I'm a big person for violence for horror recently, and I was expecting kind of a similar Candyman, but I can appreciate the avenue that they took. It's just I wanted to see more of like a hook and more carnage. The despair of the character. I I mean, I I liked what they did. I liked what what they did with the origin of Candyman, like how they like kind of explained that and like that. There's you know other stuff. Yeah, that that was awesome. There was violence like in the background of some things. Like there was I it's something that I think is worth watching again to just look at other things. Like there's it's panning through and you're see there's like stuff going on in like a, a high rise that is not it's not the focus, you know? But as it's panning through you see someone's like getting dragged down a window and like 
Yeah. I, I just I thought it was really cool. I, I really liked it, and I mean I, I don't know if it's because I have a man crush on Tony Todd, but <laughs> I love the fact that he's in it. Yeah, you do. I, yeah, I that was cool. That was surprising. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Well, th- that's the thing is I've I've talked to Tony a lot. Like uh, he he uh, I'm gonna just I always tell everyone whenever I talk about Tony Todd because whatever. Um, I, I've met him at I've met him at cons and I've talked to him at cons. And um, I told him once that me and my wife like to go to plays, and he remembered that, and he invited me to a play in, in Connecticut that he was in, and I went. Oh, that's then, awesome. Uh, yeah, and then uh, he was waiting for me in the lobby, and then he's like, oh, yeah, so, and I was talking, I'm like, well, I got to work in the morning, and I just left, and uh, I really think he was, like, <laughs> thinking we we're going to go out for drinks or something, um, but uh, that anyways, been cool. it would have been awesome, and I would have ruined that possibility of friendship in any way, shape, or form. But I saw him at a con like right after it was announced, and he's he's looked at me. He's like, "I got a call. I'm in it. I can't tell you what." And I'm like, "Okay, all right. I just can't say anything." He's like, "I got a call from him. I'm in it." I'm like, "All right, good." Yeah, I did the same. I did the same thing with Adam Green actually at Rock and Shock. So I met him at every Rock and Shock. He kind of knew I was a writer, and we had talked or whatever. He comes up to my booth. And he starts talking to me about how he lost all his luggage on the flight and stuff. And here I yeah. am having shirts and I have all these books, but I was so struck that, oh my God, he remembers me and he's talking to me and offer him a shirt or a book or anything. I was just yeah. like, oh, hi, Adam, you know, like all starstruck kind of. He's like, oh yeah, man, I'll see you around. And then he walks off and I was like, oh my God, I could at least give him a shirt. Like, yeah. man, I just messed up, man. Yeah, and he, he had like, like some like pretty pricey like screen used props and yeah. stuff that was that was lost and like I, I he never charges for autographs yeah, I told yeah, him yeah. I'm like charge for autographs just charge at the at the show he's like I can't do that I'm like all of your fans would completely understand and they would help you like that's the thing is your fans love you so they would totally help you um and that, and that's the Dude. one where uh where he met Alex and that's how Alex got involved with yeah, that yeah. brain and that's awesome being Alex did you see his uh that uh the little comic book guy the cowboy thing yes little, yeah yeah it's pretty cool i was but, uh, uh, i messaged him because i'm super jealous he went to that evil dead museum out what in evil la dead museum there's an evil dead like interactive museum in like la because he was out there visiting his girlfriend. oh wow that's cool hey what are you yeah what are you talking about right now what do you <laughs> mean what do you mean an evil dead museum what is this it's an evil dead museum with screen used stuff and like interact like you can like God pretend like it. you're in the movie Go to his how come, Instagram. How come we don't get any of that cool shit over here, bro? Because we're not in L.A. <laughs> so what? Yeah, I've been to the Death Museum in L.A., but I haven't heard of that. Huh. Well, this I think it's fairly new, like, within the last couple of years. Okay. Um, And huh. I'm like, I'm so jealous. He's like, well, come out here and we'll go. I'm like, God damn it. God damn it, We'll Alex. get married to that girl and I'll have yeah, a reason cool. to go out there. <laughs> God damn it, Alex. You know how much I sacrificed! Did you guys hear about this? A 31-year-old man who plunged nine stories... Uh, landed on a BMW in New Jersey has been released from the hospital. Did you guys hear about that? 31 stories, huh? Yeah. Uh, so wow. here, the, the man plunged no. nine stories from a New Jersey high rise and he landed on a BMW. Uh, 31, the 31 year old uh, smashed through the roof of a black BMW 330i <laughs> parked uh, below in uh, Jersey Square, Journal Square in Jersey City. Uh, he had been in critical condition. Uh, in the days after his dramatic fall, uh, but now he's uh, he had a he had a oh my god, 
Wow, holy shit. If you look it up, he's got a, a mangled right <laughs> arm, uh, possible internal injuries, and bloody gashes on his head. I don't know how he is walking and crawling around. So here's holy the thing. I misheard fuck. you, and I thought you said 31 stories. No, 31-year-old man. I was like, Jesus Christ, that dude needs to play the lottery like right now. No, not, not <laughs> stories. But the thing is, is like when you look at the picture, uh, he's like in the the fleshy part of the metal if that makes sense like he didn't land on like the braced like door jams mm -hmm. door yeah. jam part it like landed directly uh, in the middle so mm -hmm. like it yeah. just caved in so that's yeah. why he's fucked up but like yeah i just yeah i don't know 100 feet 100 foot fall uh so he stood up <laughs> with his right arm dangling and said uh <laughs> what happened uh, um, excuse me, mate. Oh, Where do you think you're going looking like that? Someone said, I heard a big boom, and I definitely didn't think it was a person at first uh, <laughs> who shot footage of the aftermath. Uh, the back window of the car was just busted out. It had exploded, and some guy jumped up and started screaming. <laughs> the guy jumped up and started screaming. His arm was all twisted up. Uh, the video she filmed shows the jumper who didn't work inside the building and later said he wanted to die, screaming in pain with upper body injuries and a face mask strap still dangling from his ear. <laughs> the, the, At least he wore his face mask while trying to commit suicide, so he, that way he wouldn't see, catch COVID but, on the way down. Uh, so it says the day after his <laughs> plunge, uh, his condition was life-threatening, but he's gotten better. So, I mean, I'm not laughing about mental, the mental... It's just like how crazy is the human body that he was able to fall a hundred feet wearing a face mask and he gets up. What happened? <laughs> and someone says, man. I don't know. You tell me, man. You're the guy <laughs> in the fucking car. So I know that he said that he wanted to die in this, but did he want to die? Because he was in so much pain at the time, like, or well, how else? How else did he fall from nine stories up? I, I mean, he's fully dressed. He's got a coat, a face mask, sneakers, jeans. Does it say? Does he say? Does it say oh, that he jumped? Was it a Was it a balcony? Was it a balcony, or did he break through glass? Or, uh, or it what? looks like. Uh, let me see here. Or open window? Yeah, it might have been just an open window, because there's uh they said uh uh federal burn, burn, burn. <laughs> yeah no they're just talking about he oh yeah yeah let's see here uh he has been identified um yeah no nothing about like they just said that he jumped he jumped <laughs> so i don't know if he jumped off the roof or like out of an apartment because there's pictures of the apartment building He's quoted in saying, I'm a failure at everything. I can't even kill myself right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he looks pretty like what happened in the picture, if you look it up. He's got like a face like, holy yeah. crap, I can't believe him. What happened? Mm. All right, so, yeah, I guess you can try your luck and jump out of a building onto a car, <laughs> but you might not have the same luck as that guy. Legit, mm. if you look at the pit, he landed... And like, you couldn't do that again. It's one of mm. those. It's one of those deals. 
Like, if you tried to do it again, you're dead. Yeah. It's a certified death. But... This guy should just get into, like, stunt work or something when he heals up. Like, his arm now is, like, he could do whatever to it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, no. It's like a mannequin arm and a, yeah. and a shirt sleeve just flopping around. Yeah, just that's what it looked like. Ugh. <laughs> District 9 star Charlotte Copley uh, is Ted Kaczynski in the uh, upcoming Unabomber movie titled Ted K., uh, a true crime thriller that has received an official teaser trailer ahead of its February release. Uh, it says it was. Uh, it's going to be directed by Tony Stone. The film is set to feature a tour de force performance from Chartel, uh, who portrays the complexity of the unique outsider raging at the forces of both the inescapable technological society that plagues him and his own inner demons. Ted K lives a life of almost complete seclusion in a simple wooden cabin in the mountains of Montana. But then his former university professor, who despises modern society and its faith in technology, becomes radicalized. What begins with local acts of sabotage. BC Boys? BC Boys? the outside world ted k becomes known as the unabomber it's based on his diaries and his writings dear journal i hate computers <laughs> must kill everyone so i don't know i mean what do you guys think what do you guys think of the ted krasinski lore i'll, I'll i mean i'll watch it yeah uh, I don't really have an opinion on it because I haven't seen the trailer. I'll check it out. I'll check it out with Coldplay. For sure. Let's see this trailer here real quick. Maybe uh, this will give us a little more uh, insight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry. Now that I can hear it, oh my God. I'm so, I'm so angry. <laughs> Only now I can fight back. All right. So we, if we know, if we know the actor, we know that he was like, you know, comedic, comedic relief, you know, kind of fucked up in District Nine, you know, mm -hmm. and he has this uh, unique voice. I would say he has yeah. a unique voice. So for him to try to like Americanize that uniqueness into that, I mean. Voice aside, <laughs> I will, I'll still watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Voice aside, um, I do like it. Um, it looks pretty, pretty good. Um, I do remember like reading up on, you know, Ted and the Unabomber stuff and all that kind of stuff. It's. I just hope it's not another like I don't glorify like these things like that, like serial killer type shit and like domestic terrorism and all that stuff. Yeah. But like, I do like the psyche behind it. Yeah. Um, and like trying to like you know diff different stories so if it's like a it says it's being lifted directly from his writings um so let's see if it's a peek into the actual mind or if it's another bullshit like you know dramatization yeah. of like like oh he was in the woods Rambo style you know which right you know wasn't the case he was Right. Pretty, yeah, pretty, that's that's honestly was, what it reminded me of. Yeah, he was suff he was suffering out there. He wasn't having the high life out was, there. Did he like headbutt a uh, cinder block or something? Yeah, it looked like it. Like I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, the story, if you know it, uh, it's, it is weird because it is seemingly a out of the blue turning into a, uh, radicalized domestic terrorist, like from out of nowhere, you know, Mm -hmm. story. He's a, yeah, he was a professor who just like, I'm going to blow shit up. Yeah. I, I can finally fight back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So check it that out. The Unabomber uh, movie. So I'm a I'm a TCM man. Me me. I'm a TCM man. Hey um, TCM yep. man. I have a I have a big old seventy four Leatherface uh, traditional tattoo on my arm. Yeah, that's and, what, uh, she, that's what yeah. she said. I that well I'm a I'm a fan of of the, the first one I like the second one and then after that I'm done, but uh, I'm a I'm I really love yeah I really love the first one yeah yeah and of um, course a lot of, like everything else has been kind of a letdown, um, but this does look pretty good, like I'm gonna watch it, I'm I'm gonna leave my expectations I'm not expecting to be blown away I'm not I'm not expecting to be let down hopefully, I you know, what. No, no. Go ahead. Keep keep talking. Wait, were you going to try to tell me, like, Next Generation is good? It is. Are you going to tell me? That's one of my, Fuck you. That's one of my favorites. Because how you all the fucking way home. crazy it is. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep... <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, I think it looks good. Um, yeah. The only thing is, is that I was like, oh, look at it. It's Texas Chainsaw, but it's like uh, like Halloween where the, uh, yeah. you know, where she's coming back and because I think... he's still alive. Yeah, and I think um, that that's my biggest gripe too. Yeah, but see, is that something now? If Halloween ends, Halloween kills, whatever, didn't do that, right? Then this would be okay, right? It would be like you'd be like, oh shit, Sally back for some Van Johns, right? You know, but but, but, it, but it makes me feel like they, hey, this was a success. Let's grasp on that as well. Yeah, and that the was only the survivor thing. is coming back. Like uh, the if you listen to the Ghostbusters episode uh, where me and Mandy were talking um, about this particular uh, thing, it was presented not like the trailer showed. There was no talk about like it was mostly saying it was focusing on uh, what he's been up to type of deal. Mm-hmm. And like we even made jokes of like, this is my wife. This is my two kids. <laughs> and like, you know, and that's so my wife and my two kids. They're wearing the other two kids faces. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, you know, <laughs> some AARP like shit, you know, where like the old man slashers are coming back. And we even said like, like you said, okay, so people are like, oh, this worked in Halloween. So like, is this going to be something that we're going to see happen? You know, like that's the only way that's the only way they're going to be able to uh, continue some of these old franchises. Yeah. You know, you know like, like okay, gonna... new, uh, new Hellraiser. Let's get uh, someone yeah. back from the ever from the original yeah. one. But you know, like, okay, so if that's uh, if that's what you think's gonna so like, all right, so they've done Mikey Myers, now they're doing Bubba. Uh, what's who's who's left? Uh, Friday Thirteenth. Can we get Jason back? Can we do a Jason? Um, yeah, or Freddy, probably. Yeah, you Nightmare know, on or, Elm Street. Or Freddy, like an old ass Freddy. But I mean, in that yeah, aspect, I was stoked that they said Kevin Bacon was gonna play him. That I was stoked for that. I thought that'd be pretty cool. Um, but that's the thing, like for those for these those particular like those are supernatural, right? So those wouldn't and it's necessarily age like a right. normal oh, yeah. like a normal yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but 
they, so like Leatherface would be in his seventies right now, right? Or eighties? Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, that's what. That's, like legit. Yeah. We're like, hey, like, because that's cause the thing like, too. Is I, like you said, I have as well. That that movie came out in seventy four, and like fifty years later, I'm like, it's not fifty years. Okay, yeah. it's not fifty years. Yeah, yet. it's getting there. Yeah. I love that first one too. Yeah. yeah. That first one's amazing. It's gritty. I watch it every Halloween. It's fantastic. Probably my favorite Toby Hooper film. I like the second one, even though one with Viggo Mortensen was kind of okay, which I like that they paid tribute to it in the new trailer, like the gas station scene yeah. kind of in the new trailer. But I thought it'd be cool if Sally came back as like maybe Leatherface's caretaker or something like that, like to totally flip it around instead of just oh i have to go kill him i waited for this because yeah. now we're falling into like you said the halloween type deal and i don't i don't know i didn't like the first new halloween but the second one was badass yeah i didn't i i didn't care for the trailer i just was like when they showed him like doing like you know smashing shit whatever i was like all right that's cool but like the whole like, hey man, we're gonna bring back this town, man. Like it's gonna be, we're gonna <laughs> make it a boom town, you know. Get all the fucking, and then it's just like. <sighs> Did you guys like the prequel and the one with Jessica Beals? Or, uh, or I, no? what are you talking about, Leatherface? Mm. No, the the remake in two thousand three, and then I think the prequel came out like two years later. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, and then. Oh, yeah, those are. That right. was the prequel one. Those are all right. Like that's that that that's the one where he was like, we're supposed to believe he's been in the basement all by himself, like locked up in the basement. No, I think right? that was, I think that one was the the one the three D one that came out in two thousand eleven or wow. whatever. Two thousand three was when Michael Bay was reprodu was producing a bunch of new horror remakes like The Hitcher and Texas Chainsaw mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Hey, so what if what if we took the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and just Blew everything up around it, though. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when they hit the cow in the prequel, though, that was that was pretty fucking nuts. So dude. The one thing I, because I saw the meme of uh, like there's been a meme of Leatherface standing in the field, yeah. kind of deal. Taking and all shit. I can think of was, yeah, all no, all I could think of was like I didn't even realize that that's what it was until I saw the trailer. Yeah, he came. I right. didn't realize. Yeah, and I, and I was just like, oh, was this like a new scary stories to tell in the dark yeah. movie? Like that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. But, um. I mean, I don't know. It's that, that's that, there's a lot of things. It's a horror movie. Like, did you see the one? Speaking of the memes, did you see the one where they show the guy from uh, Friday, and it says, uh, "Yo, Leatherface back here taking his shit." <laughs> no. I clean all that shit up for you for two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the like, um the, the one with the Teletubbies was funny too. The meme with the Teletubbies in the field with Leatherface. Yeah, that shit was funny. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, there's all you know, we have to dis dismiss some stuff, I guess. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's not the original actress who played Sally because she's no longer with us. Like, yeah. I, I met her at Rock and yeah. Shock a handful of years ago. Um, oh, and cool. uh, yeah, oh, and, so it's uh, not even her, bro. No, no, she died. Yeah, she died like a few years after that Rock and Shock. R.I.P. Yep, Marilyn. No, what's what was her name? I forget. I have her picture on my wall. Hey, Marilyn just, Burns, I think it's I think Marilyn it was, Burns. I think it was Marilyn Burns. Yeah, Marilyn Burns. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I want it. I'm hoping that it's good. But I, I brought this up on on Wicked Horror Show too. Like, 
I love the Friday the 13th franchise. I love Nightmare on Elm Street, but there's a lot of stinkers in both of those franchises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. If, yeah, you, if, yeah. You, if you sit down and watch Nightmare on Elm Street, like all of them, it gets pretty embarrassing at some points. Like there's a Nightmare on Elm Street with Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold in it. And it's like, what? Yeah, wasn't that number six, I think? Was that number uh, it was It was number, number I, they shouldn't have done it. But um, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, bro. With, with Friday I think the, the 13th, there's some stinkers. The first three are badass. I just, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, oh, yeah. I just think, uh, like, uh, someone sent me the trailer. Uh, one of the dudes from uh, uh, Guts Podcast. Shout out to them, um, Eamon. Um, he sent me the, the the trailer, and then I was like, he didn't say like, oh, what do you think, or like, he just sent the trailer, and then, uh, so I just said, it looks like. I'm going to have to turn my brain off mm. at the door and just enjoy the ride. Because, I mean, as long as it's like, you know, the new Halloween, fucking brutal. All the kills were brutal. The new Scream, the the the, 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 the kills were brutal. So, I mean, if they lean into, you know, that aspect of it, because Leatherface is a pretty brutal character. You saw, like, on the bus, like, where he had the, he was, had the guy up on the chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. That, that part was, uh, was awesome. Yeah. That that's what gave me a little hope to be yeah, honest with yeah. you. Like that's so, what gave me some hope. That's what I'm saying. So as long as and it's I thought not it, like... I thought it was funny because I'm sure society would do that with their phones. Like today's day, totally. totally yeah. be like, like, oh, dude, this guy's in. Like, let me whip my phone out. We're just gonna videotape it. Exactly. No, you're gonna some, die. I, I've heard people complain <laughs> about that, but I'm like, that's totally what it would be. Yeah. Like that's that's we, yeah, like, half the stuff sure. we see on the news is someone recording with their cell phone. So yeah, and that was that uh, the whole yeah, thing with yeah. Scream. Scream did the same thing with, uh, you know, with with like talking about the modern day horror fan and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I could see, you know, someone that, and with the line that the guy says, he's like, Oh, you are so canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, you realize that your buddy has a chainsaw up his ass right, right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that was before that happened though. Your buddy's canceled. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, uh, Teddy K, and Chainsaw come out on that same day, so check that out. Uh, we'll see. I'm 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 all right with it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it can't be any worse than Hellraiser Judgment or whatever the last Hellraiser was. That one was pretty bad. Do you guys know Flying Lotus? The band. That, yeah, yeah the I was gonna say it's a band. The musician turned. He's a musician turned filmmaker behind a wild and crazy Cuso. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Cuso's so crazy. Yeah. He's uh he's returning to the genre. With the sci-fi horror film Ash, uh, Ash watches as a woman wakes up on a distant planet and finds the crew of her space station viciously killed. Her investigation into what happened, setting the motion, a terrifying chain of events. Uh, Flying Lotus will compose the original score. Uh, he says, "I have a strong desire to innovate in the sci-fi space, and I really want to show the world something they've never seen before." So. XYZ Films, GFC Films, I uh, will produce with Echo Lake on board as exec producers. Uh, XYZ Films is also financing and handling worldwide sales. So, Flying Lotus Body Horror Anthology Kuso, uh, I do recommend 100%. Crazy. Is th that's the one with George Clinton in it, right? Correct. And a cockroach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll leave it there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So if you are familiar with his music, his music's eccentric. I mean, Kuso is. So I can see this being um, uh, bananas.
This is Killer News. Uh, Kuso was such an insane, trippy, wild mess. Uh, I've been dying to see what else Lotus had his, has up his sleeve. Hope he has Jimmy Screamer Claws doing more animation in this one. Oh, yeah, the animations for the, that fucking movie, dude. I loved it. A lot of people were weirded out by Kuso or, like, disgusted by it. Um, it's not for them. It's, yeah, it's, and that's what I said. I don't know. It's, it's a different, like... Uh, I don't know. There's a different mindset. You got to reach like art is art kind of deal. Yeah, for sure. So it may be gross, but it's, you know, yeah, that's what makes it cool. Yeah. It's so fucking out there. Not the norm. Holy Jesus. What is that? What the fuck is that? The naked man was discovered hiding in the trunk of her car. The man had reportedly been there for three days when he was discovered by the owner who recorded the bizarre experience on TikTok. So, I mean, I don't know if it's bullshit or what, but uh, Bethany Coker shared the video to her followers on the 31st of January, showing a muddy front passenger seat of her car. Was it mud? <laughs> he was naked. Yeah, it was mud butt. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, my car was home all night while we were out wheeling till two in the morning. And I started it up this morning, not paying attention. Uh, only to come back and get into it, and I noticed the mud. He had the mud. <laughs> uh, so she says she could be heard exclaiming in horror. Uh, she also <laughs> says in the video, the only logical explanation that a mud, a muddy ass man slept in my fucking car last night. Uh, then on February 2nd, Coker posted an updated video, and her followers learned that there was, in fact, a man hiding in her trunk. Uh, this guy has been in my trunk since Saturday, fully naked. It's currently Tuesday, and I guess I found out where the mud came from. So. Because it was on TikTok, it had, like, really annoying music to it. I had that rap song. Had that song. They should have had the fucking Primus. The mud, the mud Oh, my name is Mud. No, I get it. Oh, you. My name is Bud. I've been locked inside the truck for three whole days. My name is Bud. <laughs> you could have got out if you really wanted to. He didn't want to get out. He was butt ass exactly. naked. Exactly. He was butt right. ass naked. Mud butt, bro. He was. Bid, that, that's just another day in Seattle, dude, for real. Yeah. That Was that Tony? <laughs> was that Tony? Where's yeah. Tony been? Yeah. He opens up the trunk and he's like, what is going on? Yeah. What is going on, my people? Yeah. Not going down that road. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you got to watch out. Got to check your trunk, people. Got to check your trunk. Speaking of checking your trunk, Nicolas Cage, we like him, right? Sure. We like the, <laughs> we like the Nicolas Cage. Uh, so Nicolas Cage says, uh, I'm a goth and wants his Dracula to move like Sadaku from Ringu. Did you guys know that he was going to be playing Dracula? Yeah, he's going to be in uh, the Renfield movie. Yeah. Um, which actually sounds pretty cool because they're not going to be taking it too serious. It, they, they were saying it sounds like it's going to be like on the lines of like what we do in the shadows. Yeah, so, I think I think I'm with, cool with that. I think with an actor like uh, like Nicolas Cage, I think that would be the only um, option as far as like. Yeah. Plus, I mean, he's not going to be the he's not going to be the feature of the movie anyways. No. He's it's going to be about Renfield and there's other comedic actors that are in the movie. Yeah, like you've seen uh, Vampire. It has, has Nicholas Holt in it too, which is a pretty good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So uh says here, one of the most bizarre things in recent news outside of Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Zeus in an upcoming film is Nick Cage <laughs> taking on the role of Dracula in Universal's upcoming Renfield. Uh, so it says here, uh, Cage discusses excitement about playing Dracula becoming a lot more intense after he watched James Wan's Malignant um, he said he was a huge fan of the of Gabriel's uh, movement in the film. So he says, I think the key here is the movement. I saw the movie Malignants and the director James Wan and the actress created this move that was terrifying. So I'm hoping to do something like that where <laughs> Dracula can either glide or move like Sadaku and Ringu. Hmm. So he hmm. wants to be glitchy? Sure. <laughs> Hey, my love. Well, he's already, good. he's already, he already overacts, uh, just like Bella Lugosi. So that's cool. Yeah. He's got that part down. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also came out right and said, uh, I'm goth. So it says, uh, after going into the details of his ownership of a pet crow, he tells the times that his pet's name is Hoogan and that his little buddy has learned to talk to Cage. He says that he likes the bird's appearance, being very Edgar Allan Poe-ish and goth. And then he came out and admitted the fact that <laughs> I am goth. So yeah, okay. That's a T-shirt. I'm gonna make that into a T-shirt. I'm gonna put with uh with his face on it. With his face on goth. it. Um, with the crow. With, with the crow behind it. So like tear. And a and the comb over like Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man Three. Wow. All right. So I guess I'm not making a shirt. <laughs> so, I <don't> <laughs> so I already did it. You, you can no. You can still do it. Just do a different design. Yeah, I'll have him. Have him be like a cheesy goth, like a like yeah. he's wearing like a Fallout Boy shirt, like a yeah. like a hot topic, a hot topic goth, like you know, an, like, like not an, like a real goth, like an old school scene goth. Yeah. Goosebumps live action TV series reboot coming to Disney Plus. You guys hear about this? No. What the? Where you been, Kevo? I Goosebumps is not on my radar. I I was not a Goosebumps boy. I was older. I'm older than you guys. Nah, yeah, that is true. Yep. That's I was busy watching hardcore pornography when you guys were watching Goosebumps. <laughs> I'm like, Bobby, put the Goosebumps on. You're like, yeah, double. I got Goosebumps right here. I got Goosebumps right here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Goosebumps for you, man. <laughs> this is my favorite scene. Gives me Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Right in my pants. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, all right. <laughs> all right, so how old are you, Austin? Thirty one? Alright, so I'm thirty nine. Kevo, how old how old are you? Forty six. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, I am. Uh, thirty one. Oh, you was, you was yeah. Def yeah, you was definitely jerking off way before. Thirty one, yeah. There we go. <laughs> 15 so he's got 15 years on on austin yeah that's all yeah you definitely wasn't reading goosebumps that's that's the thing like i like legit like i was i was one years old no i was negative one years old when you know yeah next chance i'm at yeah i was like i was born i was reading no i was reading goosebumps and uh magic treehouse there you go there you go they didn't have that stuff when i was a kid it was uh 
the nitty gritty rather pretty city was a was a book never heard of it never heard of it exactly wow that's <laughs> not not really <laughs> makes me feel like goosebumps <coughs> i saw those in the kiddies i saw those in the kids section yeah Exactly. No, yeah, I was a huge Goosebumps fan. Uh, Magic Treehouse, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so Austin, this is for I guess our age group. Uh, coming to Disney, <laughs> coming to Disney Plus. Hence your love of the movie Scream. Right? Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. But when Scream came along, you were about what 49, 40? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I. Yeah. I'm yeah. Let, yeah. I'm gonna let but you. But I like I like it because it makes fun of the, of the 90s. I was a friend. I, I like I I give these jokes to Wolfie because Wolfie's older than I am, so yeah. I always make fun of him. So I accept it because it's it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. So yeah. I get it, like, which is also it. an old man. It's an old man phrase to say what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I was just about, I was to, I was just about to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't want to hear whippersnappers. <laughs> Dude, but no, back to. Back to Scream, that was the number one Halloween uh, costume when I was in elementary school. For our Halloween parade, there was like 12 kids that showed up as Ghostface. Wow. Oh, see, <laughs> what that's... year did Scream come out? Uh, I don't know, 94, 96? I don't know. I graduated from <laughs> high school in 94. I graduated, uh, you know, so. Uh, yeah, because I was in fourth grade, I think, or fifth, fifth grade. Do that? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> The, the worst is we had we had a director on the show a couple of weeks ago, um, who has a movie that's streaming on Prime. Uh, you know he's successfully made a, a feature length movie. Yeah. And I'm exactly twice his age. <laughs> so he's like, 23. Wow. I'm like Jesus Christ. Oh, this sh- makes me feel sick. This is gross. Nah, yeah. you're all right, man. You're good. Yeah, whatever. You're, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Yeah. So, anyway, so uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that he looked that old too. So he doesn't. He looks good until you get to his nutsack. No, then it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's a mess. It's weird because I was very worried. So, so he doesn't know me from before, but yeah. over the last couple of years, I've lost 142 pounds. So I was afraid that as I was losing weight, I was just going to start to age horribly. And thankfully, I haven't. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, you can't have wrinkles when you're wicked fat. So that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I, I've, I've said you look good, brother. You look uh. good. But uh, all right, so, <laughs> so there's still a delay on the. On the, on the just like, yeah, there is. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Are you there? It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. Mister, my family will pay cash. Whatever ransom you're asking for, they'll pay it. It rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. Reports as yet. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. The series uh, follows a group of five high schoolers who unleash supernatural forces upon their town that must all work together thanks to and in spite of their friendships, rivalries, and past with or to save it, learning much about their parents' teenage secrets in the process. So this sounds just like the the uh, the synopsis for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> fucking bullshit. That's the same thing. Oh yeah, group of group of people 
This, these these happen to be high schoolers. All right, so Disney Plus. All right, all right, I'm over it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, speaking of Scream, Scream Six coming coming back, coming up, Kevin. Oh, I'm sorry. Scream Scream Six. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think they should, but they already greenlit it. So. Yeah, they already greenlit it. Uh, this is the... like, all right, cash cow, let's go. Yeah. Fill this. Yeah. Uh, they made what, $100 million in a week? Something like that. Yeah. I think it beat Spider Man one of the weekends. Yeah, that's what I was reading. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Scream 6 coming up. So, I know that they killed off, you know, uh, uh, spoiler, they killed off Dewey. Um, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> oh, well, you said you were gonna. Correct. I would, I'm just gonna watch scary movie uh, again. <laughs> well, that was that was the whole thing. Like we both. I know that we were like, oh, it should have been Dewey, and then it's like Ryan always brings that. He's like, no, nah, fucking scary movie did it already. <laughs> Doofy. Yeah, but uh, so the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So this is the thing. Like we're saying, like. What they need to do if they're going to do a part six is that the opening is where either Nev or what's her face, Courtney Cox, gets immediately killed on the opening scene just to get rid of the legacy uh, yes. aspect yeah. of it and then carry on if they're going to do a new torch because Scream, like Ghostface, the character, can be donned by anybody and it could be like a Haunt Woodsboro type deal where you know anybody that dons it could create madness and chaos whenever the fuck they want and then do it that way instead of like it being cemented to this group of people actually release the ghost face mantle as just a you know a haunting of sorts but by not like ghost you get what i'm saying if that made any sense so scream six coming up uh for your ass it was all at Dan Marino's fault. Everyone knows that. If he had held the ball laces out like you're supposed to, Ray would never have missed that kick. Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rot in hell. Earlier you were saying uh, that you like Tony Todd. You wish he was like your best friend. And like all yes. this shit, right? And like you, you didn't put out on the first date. Right. I'm a, I'm not a I'm not a slut. <laughs> but uh so we know uh I like I like him too. I can't wait to hear his voice acting in the new video game for Venom. Um but uh Tubi. Tubi original. Yes. Uh yeah. Hellblazer's uh sledgehammer baseball bat fight scene. Um if you click if you go to uh, horrornews.net, you can get a little clippy clip from a movie called Hellblazers. Uh, brand new Tubi original horror movie now showing. Uh, watch uh, this clip. Uh, but it says, uh, set in the late 1980s, a satanic cult has a singular focus of unleashing hell on Earth. With the help of an ancient incantation that conjure up a demon and its members are tasked with feeding it, it's, <laughs> with feeding it the populace of a nearby small southwestern town. So uh, written and directed by Justin Lee. Who uh, did uh, Badland, Final Kill. And it says the film's impressive cast of legends includes Tony Todd, Adrienne Barbeau, Bruce Dern, Mike Ferguson, 
Meg Foster, Edward Finley, Ed, Mar- Ed Maroney, and Billy Zane, who's, uh, oh boy. whose credit on this little write-up is Titanic and not Demon wow. Knight. Well, <laughs> you know? uh, do you remember Billy Zane at... Um... Was it uh, Scaricon? I do. Yeah. We, we just talked about He had about to have that. his own special table. Just he had to have to a special, like, you know, bar height table that he he didn't want a regular booth. He wanted his own special table, and he wore, he wore like, a neckerchief scarf the whole time. Yeah. That was he before was a joke. Co- that was before COVID. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. He just, uh, we, just we just talked about this. When, uh, did you make it downstairs to the party? I didn't. I a- never go to the parties. All right. So I went down there real quick. And uh, Billy Zane, I'll retell the story because you guys didn't hear it. Um, but Billy Zane was in the party area with a newspaper under his arm. Uh, Ryan said he was doing a crossword puzzle, but I didn't see that part. Uh, coffee mug, and he was just like people watching, and you could see him and the person that he was with, like just motherfucking everyone in the room, like, <laughs> look at these fucking, like, <laughs> peasants. I have a yeah. child. <laughs> and I said to myself, and I think I, I, I said it uh, uh, when we were talking about it, is that I don't think Billy Zane is an asshole. I think he just has like that, like that. He just carries himself like that. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. I mean. Because if you go back and look at like old interviews when he was like at the height of his famous stuff he's always been like right like well pompous right well if you're gonna if you're gonna go to a convention where you're surrounded by actual people yeah. um you know maybe take ew, it down a notch ew, people if i'd seen that i would have just walked by and crop dusted him uh, it I was just funny. like shit in my hand and just be like here you go sir here you go um, sir i love you i've owned there's, there's only one time i went to any kind of like after thing at uh Scaricon and after I saw uh, D. Snyder walk in and just be disgusted by the band that was playing and then turn around and walk out, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to take off. <laughs> Wait, D. Snyder walked in? Flipped it was just off, like, flipped off? To no, 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 he just was like, dis- he walked in and just like saw that there was a band playing. He's like, ah, I'm fucking out of here. And he just turned around and walked away. Yeah, he's like, I have a, I have a better band than this. I don't know. Yeah. What. <laughs> Where's your makeup? Where's your makeup? Where's your goddamn um, makeup? I don't know. There's people like Billy Zane. Like, so we we had a uh, <laughs> we had a booth that um, uh, what was it? It was Scarecon New York, yeah. uh, and we 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 showed up late, so they gave us the horrible placement of the main the main like row. Like, so we were we were literally next to Derek Mears, and um, Tara Reed oh, nice. was on the other side of us. Yeah, because we because we showed up late, so they punished us by giving us a booth between the two of them. Um, Derek Mears, as soon as he saw that we had cameras, asked to be moved. I get it, whatever. Um, so then, it, you know, as a replacement, they put Tony Todd next to us, which I was completely fine with because yeah. I was just like, you know, like the whole time. And then, um, then Tara Reed just looked at us like we smelled like shit the whole time that she was there. So uh, whatever, she wasn't wrong. I'm sure we did smell like shit. <laughs> Look at these guys. But uh. Yeah, she she wasn't very nice. She wasn't very nice either. But whatever. Yeah, but Kane I mean, Kane Hodder actually punched me. So Kane Hodder choked me out on the set of Death House, and then the next time I saw him, he's oh, like, really? "I've watched." He's like, "I've watched your interview 
the interview you did with me like so many times. He's like, it makes me laugh. And then like every time after that, he's been like the dorkening. Like he remembers me. I'm like, this is crazy. Dude, it's that, crazy that's awesome. that he remembers me. Yeah. That was the first time I met um, Ryan and Mandy. And Ryan wasn't with Mandy at the time. I was in line to get Bill Mosley's autograph. And so um, he comes around behind Bill Mosley and sees me. And of course, it, it was Mandy with all of her her girlfriends. I'm the only dude behind them. So I think he took it upon himself to be like, oh, I want to go fuck with this guy or whatever. So nice. Kane walks up to me and just socks me square in the chest. I'm like, oh, good one, Kane. That's funny. And he just yeah. he just looked at me and kept walking. But I'll never forget that. I was like, oh, yeah, like really he's a, intimidated he's a, in that he's split a great, second of he's getting a great dude. When, by Kane when, when he choked <laughs> me out, I was legit feeling it the next day. Like, cause he, he gave me a chest slap yeah. and then choked me out and I legit was feeling it. Like I, like it, <laughs> you know, there, he wasn't trying to murder me, but he could have very easily. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He, he totally could have. Think so? You don't <laughs> think that was good take Kane Hodder, bro? Yeah, he's a, he's a cool dude. Yeah. I, I couldn't take Kane Hodder. Are you kidding? <laughs> think you can't take him on? You can't take all how, of him? How, how cool would it be to have my obituary that I was murdered by Kane Hodder? Yeah, right. He was murdered by the guy that played Jason, uh, uh, a fake murderer, uh, turned into a real-life murderer. By request, he was put into a uh, sleeping bag and whipped against he a tree. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine or that? Killed, killed at a swamp. Killed at the swamp. Yeah. Could you imagine that if, like, a VIP, like, in the future, like, when things get, like, even more crazier, like, you can request to get killed by, like, like your favorite kill scene? <laughs> If you know where you're gonna go, yeah. I mean, why not? Right? Like, that's like, a, do that's like a, a pack, like an assisted suicide package. Like, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. The only I thing wanna... is, though, is would you have would the actual like celebrity do it, or would they have someone dressed up like the character I, do it? I you think know? that I think the uh, they could do like a photo op. Where's the actual like celebrity, like you know, like sitting there, so like you have like authentication. And then, yeah. like, then, like, the actual, like, team and, like, company steps in and, like, <laughs> takes over, it. you know. And then, and then they, they have that photo is, like, etched into your headstone. Yeah. So that way it's, like, the <laughs> ultimate, like. Yeah, killed. <laughs> went, went from his favorite uh, scene in Goosebumps episode. <laughs> like, well, my favorite, uh, my favorite kill is in a pornography. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's do that. Mr. Hands. <laughs> yeah. He was beat off to death in front of a, uh, a in front of his friends a, a and wet family. dream on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. All right. So, uh, yeah, go watch that uh, Hellblazers on uh, on Tubi's. Yeah, we just sold it. We just sold it very well. I, I watched. I while you guys are talking about jerking off, I watched. Uh, <laughs> I watched a little clip, and it was it was yeah. cool. Uh, I looked. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, 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 have, I haven't seen the trailer yet or anything, but I, I saw the 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 like the poster for it. Yeah, it looks... I was like, oh, to be original, that's cool. They're gonna start doing their own original stuff. That's cool. Yeah, that, which 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 goes back to like you know you said your buddy, uh, you know once they have the, then you can start sending shit to them and selling to them directly. Yeah. Instead of like licensing, which is great because then yeah. You Plus get... you're gonna get more eyes on it too, like. Because like if if it's like included with Prime, you you still have to have Prime. Yeah. You know, so 
that's that's one thing. But if Tubi's free for everyone, so you can just be like, hey, I'm on Tubi. Here's my link. Everyone yeah. can watch it. Fun for the whole families. All right. Yeah. So uh, so that's uh, it's an independent film, um, which uh, you know they do prosthetics and SFX makeups. Uh, so if you hit up Wuji.com for your pro quality prosthetics all year round, you can use the special discount code Mandy Strange. Uh, for 15% off your entire order. So if you're making a movie, boom, get your little prosthetics and your SFX right through that code. Um, also, I wanted to uh, give a shout out for uh, Windmill Home Entertainment. Uh, these guys are from the UK. Uh, you can find uh, our link to our show and everything uh, off of their website uh, currently under content creators lists. But while you're on their website, they uh, they do movies. Like out of print stuff, um, some kind of cool stuff uh, out there. So if you go to windmillhomeentertainment.com, uh, let's see here, we'll click on the uh, About Us. Uh, it says here they're about bringing more independent alternative movies from around the world to the general public. Uh, but they work directly with uh, directors, uh, labels, and distributors uh, who make the movies, which are largely absent from mainstream outlets. And they make them available to you. Uh, they do this as fans of the imaginative, stimulating cinema. Uh, we do it uh, for the fans who wish to explore beyond the norm. Um, so it says they want to provide a hub for fans of imaginative cinema. Cinema? Cinema? Cinema. Cinema. Cinema buns, everybody. <laughs> that's, maybe that's what it is. Uh, cinema. Uh, and not constrained by genre or corporate considerations. So, um... They uh they got a good selection here. Uh, let's see here, uh, movies. Click on that. Yeah, I'm going through. You have uh, some stuff from Synapse. Yeah, so they got 88 films, Synapse, uh, Black Fawn Distribution, Garage House Pictures, Massacre Video, Faux Pas Films, uh, Necrostorm, uh, Kangas Khan Films, Scream Time Films. Uh, oh, Unearthed. Unearthed Films, uh, Scream Team Releasing, uh, Tetro Video, uh, Home Movies. Rising Sun Media, more titles, and they also have like a little merch section and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so um, they're just uh, are doing a little tit for tat type deal. Uh, so they got us, they got us out all, out to their UK crowd. Uh, so we're uh, just giving you guys a shout. Um, check them out. You know, pick up a. There's uh, definitely a lot of like cool labels. Uh, Unearth is awesome. Yeah. I love Unearth, and I've I've heard so many people talk about this stuff on Synapse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Um, Unearth Unearth has the uh, American Guinea Pig series, which yeah. is uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and I'm talking to the dude. Dude's awesome. You know, who's kind of just like, hey, you know, uh, mention us on your show, and I said, sure. And they said, I'll put you guys on our website, you know, so our customers can uh, check you guys out and whatnot. So I cool. said, all right, we'll That's do awesome. that. We'll do that. We'll give you a shout. Windmill Home Entertainment. So go pick up your movies. You ready for the Woo! hurricane? And now for our feature presentation. What is storytelling? Storytelling started with our indigenous people. Can anyone give me an example of a myth or a story they're afraid of? 
Lucas. What's going on? We found a part of a man in the woods today. Part of a man? I guess the other half was found in the mine. All this has got to be an animal, right? No animal that I've ever seen. Something is going on with Lucas. These drawings belong to a student of mine. This is what was in the mine. It's a diabolical spirit. Excuse me, this is a myth. Well, for you, yeah. He's not your responsibility. He has no one. He is my responsibility. He'll come for me. He needs me. He's here. desires not you please sir may i have some more wendingo it's the same house from that other show where shit got weird antlers is a 2021 supernatural horror film directed by scott cooper and it stars carrie russell jesse plemons jeremy t thomas Graham Greene, Scott Hayes, Rory Cochran, and Amy Madigan. Uh, the screenplay was written by C. Henry Chason, Nick Antosca, and Cooper, uh, which was adapted from Antosca's short story, The Quiet Boy, originally published in the Guernica magazine in January 2019. Wow, so that's pretty quick. They made that into a movie mm. in 2019. Uh, the film follows a school teacher as she suspects one of her students is suffering from personal problems in his home life, not knowing that the student is harboring a dangerous entity in his house. So the movie uh, synopsis goes like this: In an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher, a middle school teacher, and her sheriff brother become embroiled with her enigmatic student, whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters. With an ancestral creature. So, all right. So, like I said, uh, it has uh, Carrie Russell, uh, which if you know who she's from, uh, you Felicity. might. You might, right? Because that's you were like fifteen when this was on. Talking to me? Yeah, you. I never watched it. My wife is like, "Oh, Felicity." Yeah, Carrie Russell. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, she was uh, from the fake. She was from uh, the uh, the. Uh, uh, also from uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And I think yep. she was in Mission Impossible 3. And then yeah. she was in Dark Skies. Scary alien movie. That movie's badass. I like that one a lot, actually. Yeah, I heard that one was a scary alien movie. Uh, I haven't seen it. No? Never saw it? Nope. Oh, all right. 
Jesse Plemons, though, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, like uh, like Matt Damon's Dreams. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, he plays Paul Meadows. Uh, I I like Jesse Plemons. So do I. I really um, uh, like him. The I, first I, time I noticed him, like I was yeah. just like he was. It was. I think the first time I I really noticed him was probably when he was in Far uh, on the series of Fargo. Mm. And I'm like, this guy's awesome. Like he's really good. And like everything I've seen him in, I was like, he's like. He looks like Matt Damien, Matt Damon's weird brother. Yeah. But he acts way better than him, in my opinion. I think he's a way, way better actor, and I, I yeah. like him a lot as well. Yeah. Uh, he's great. My first introduction to Jesse Plemons was Breaking Bad. Oh um, yeah. Um, oh okay. He played, uh, and then I saw him in um, uh, Black Mirror, um, and then some other stuff. Uh, Battleship. I don't know. If, you did you see I the movie? Did you see the movie about the uh, the the board game? No, Battleship. I know of it. I loved the game. I yeah, assuming the movie couldn't hold up. Uh, surprisingly, it wasn't terrible. Did anyone say you sunk my battleship in it? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I think may I mean I think they should have. They I think <laughs> yeah. I think, think they 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 should have. If they didn't. I need you to rewrite it. Um, and I haven't seen this movie yet, but I've heard that the book uh, that it's based on is awesome. It's called uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, mm. He stars in that as well. My wife saw the movie. She said he was awesome. Mm. Um, but uh, who else we got? Uh, I want to get to the little kid because I don't know where he's from. Uh, we're talking Neither about... do I, but he's fucking so good. Yeah, he's for so sure. Good. Uh, Lucas, uh, Jeremy T. Thomas. He uh, right here. He is on. Says he's on the Righteous uh, Gemstones. Oh, nice. Um, and then uh, another thing called uh, Prime Original uh, Lore. He plays uh, a young Gene Otto. Interesting. So I mean, he, he doesn't have he doesn't have a lot of credits on IMDb. No, he doesn't. Seven. Yeah, it's like one of those things. Like when when. Stranger Things first came out. I was like with uh, Millie Bobby Brown. I'm like, she's I'm gonna be seeing her like the rest of my life. She's yeah. gonna be acting like she's just she was so good. And I'm like, same thing with this kid. I'm like, yeah, he's just I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, following him, we got Graham Greene, which uh, we know him. If you've watched any kind of movies uh, ever, um, he's been in a lot of. No, I'm serious, bro. Serious. Oh yeah. You're laughing, but. Uh, you know, Dances with the Wolves, bro. Oh, Dances with the Wolves. With is the that wolves. a sequel to Dances with Wolves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, because you got to dance with them, not with wolves. That's true. Uh, dance, Matt... It's like Dancing with the Stars, but with wolves instead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got, yeah uh, Maverick. Come on, bro. Maverick. Mm. Uh, we got Wind River, The Green Mile. I mean, you guys know him probably from like, uh, what else we got here? Out of the Darkness. Uh, what else we got here? Twilight, the Twilight Saga. You know he was in Twilight. Did you know he was in Twilight? I haven't watched. I've uh, never Twilight. seen Twilight. Or at, at least all I, ever. I'm not going to admit that I've watched them all. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he knows. You know, and he was in that uh, yeah. independent film, uh, the one that was based in California, uh, with the underground creature Tar Man or whatever it was called, Tar. I don't know. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, come on, bro. It was called. Needless to say, though, if you look him up and you see his face, you're like, that dude? Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, he's in everything. Yeah, that guy. He's like the, uh, he, I don't know. It, it's just like, um, 
what's his face? That other guy you see and everything. Yeah, that guy. I forget his name. Danny <laughs> uh, Trejo. You yeah. see him and everything too. You're like, he's very recognizable. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, Six Nations Reserve, uh, First Nations guy. Um, uh, but yeah, and a bunch of other people uh, played downtrodden. All right, so let's get cracking into this. All right, so initially, for me at least, uh, you know, I was asked this question: Was this movie awesome? For me? Yeah. Yes, it was awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed it for a creature flick. It, I thought it was awesome too. Definitely. All right, perfect. I also thought this movie was awesome. Um, so, what drew me to this initially? Um, was yeah, I, I do like a good creature feature. Um, you know, the trailer, uh, cause that let you know, let's be honest here. This movie was put off and put off and put off for a couple, it was years. supposed to come up pre like, like I was seeing trailers for it in the, in the theater pre pandemic, correct? And it was, it was supposed to be released during the pandemic, yeah. So they, they had to push it back and whatever. Um, but. And, and so this is one, and I, I think we had talked about it before on the show, yeah. like where I, I like a most anticipated thing, and this is one I've been waiting for for a while. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. So I like so, just based off the trailer alone. I mean, because the trailer set it up, you know, the kid, the somberness of it, and all that stuff, and like I was like, you know, like I'm initially it was like, damn, this kid took a Wendigo home and locked him up in his attic. <laughs> You know, my whatnot. my pal Wendigo. Yeah, my pal. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, uh, at face value, like I mean, this movie fucking delivered on a bunch of aspects. Um, yeah. You know, at face value, yeah. Do we get the creature feature? Yes. But I felt like this movie was so layered and had so many different like, like viewpoints and like dealt with different uh, aspects of like real life drama and horror and like you know there were sections of this movie that I was like what the fuck happened to Carrie Russell right you know like what the fuck happened to the brother you know uh, so that's the only thing is they could have I think they could have gone a little bit more into their background but at the same time too I don't I think that would have taken away from the other part but I mean they were able to explain enough that you knew that there was a there was a history there, like a not a great history. Yeah. And the fact that like every time like they, they kept seeing her going into a, a liquor store and like almost buying booze. Like Yeah. yeah. So that was like, my was... only gripe with it was it didn't go into detail with what was going on with them as siblings or their upbringing <laughs> or anything like like that. Yeah. It they t- hinted at it, you know, yeah, like with did. the with yeah. the dad be- behind her when she was playing the piano and everything. Yeah, I mean, and the fucked up part with the dad naked on the bed. Yeah, that hold, holding a teddy girl, bear, talking good. about yeah. daddy, daddy's girl, please, daddy's girl. And they, they showed her like she she mentioned being locked under the under the floor in the kitchen or whatever, and it's like, like I, I would like to know more about that. There's, yeah. There almost could be like a prequel to this, you know, that yeah. uh, I would I would actually care about, you know. Yeah, and that's it. That was the thing. Like this, I felt like it was a little clunky in that, like in that aspect as far as like trying to marry those two stories together but i mean it it dealt with you know like childhood trauma alcoholism uh you know drugs yeah the the movie starts off like that yeah they they, he even says like every time i've seen this guy 
I, I'm surprised he's still alive. He always has a needle in his arm or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. so I, like, I like that parallel, too, that Terry Russell and the little boy had, that they were both traumatic experiences as kids. That was pretty yeah. cool how it drew parallels to that. Yeah, for sure. I felt like that was, like, the thing, you know, with the plot point, um, you know, and the plot device type of deal. Because, like, yeah, was this was, by the end of it, I felt like, you know, the encounter with the beast... Or the animal being like a um, like a contagious uh, factor. Yeah, that was pretty. Cool. Um, yeah, I felt like that can be attributed to like you know the childhood trauma stuff. Like can be cyclical and generational, and infect yep. future you know parts of the family or someone starts a new family but they haven't dealt with their demons and they're black inside. You know that was like a like a like like um like a thing with that to me so i felt like while this movie yeah was dressed up as like a creature feature i felt like the real beast is just the untreated trauma and like the things that you go through that are not, that are unchecked you know and yeah. like you know that you're you're left to your own devices so like so like you could see where the kid um as like his dad is like hooked up on on meth or whatever like going down there and like it could be sold from the kid's perspective like this is a monster movie where my dad turns into a monster type deal um mm -hmm. just based on like the drug abuse alone you know what i mean that his dad and you know things that he's seen and on that kind of stuff so like you know but you know they sell they sell you the monster but i feel like I think the monster was, has nothing to do with this. No, like when she at the end digs into the body of the monster, it was almost like her coming to terms with all her trauma too. Like she was putting an end to it finally. That's kind of mm. how I how I took it at, at the end. Yeah, yeah kind of like uh, putting an end to her thing so she can even be useful to help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So, I just that's that's, and that's why like I loved the movie because to me like i like a lot of like real life horror shit you know like green room and stuff that can happen in real life but that has like a metaphor or whatever you want to call it um you know but like i don't know so th this has some this has some like real life horror mixed in with the monster stuff yeah um and uh, like we, we were talking earlier about slow burn and stuff like that i i think that this is a slow burn um, yeah, with sure. a really good payoff. Um, but another good thing about a good slow burn is you really start to care about the characters. Yeah, you know. And I, I cared about this kid. Like I wanted to see things work out for him. I didn't want him to, you know. I, it's it's a Hollywood movie, so at the end of the day, like it's not something where typically it would kill the kid off, kind of deal. Yeah. Well, Sometimes they, you see that in a movie, but you know they. I mean, they did. Know, they, they did. They did kill a kid. Right, but just not the main kid. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah just feel for the kid though like you want every like you said everything to work out for him you want to take him home you you start to fight for him as you watch the movie unfold yeah. kind of yeah because he's getting bullied in class he's like every, this kid's getting it from every direction yeah yeah you know and like that's the thing in, and like all these fucking kids they don't need they don't know what he's going through they don't know he's dragging fucking dead animal carcasses to his fucking house and like all this shit and like maintain trying to maintain like he wanted 
a nuclear family so bad that he was willing to entertain and do anything to keep his family together even if they mm-hmm. were the most destructive force behind that door that could hurt him at any time he felt like as long as i satiate and am useful in that regard i can keep my family yeah. you know even even if it's a secret to me i mean like, he said so i think he was always scared of his dad but he really like loved his brother yeah and was really trying to take care of his brother. I'm, I'm sure he was terrified of his dad even beforehand, before yeah. shit went down. It just seems like, seems like you know, just yeah. an abusive family. When when he did the bear analogy, that got me hooked big yeah. time. When he stood up and told the story, that blew, blew my mind. Good analogy. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah. The the we had to meet. We you know we didn't have much, but we had each other. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. like that. That yeah. Dude, the part where he's like, when they're banging on the door, we're hungry, we're hungry, and then like all the shit's coming up, and he puts on his fucking, and he screams, and it's like that deafening. Well, I love when they do that, when like the sound like becomes muffled, and he's mm. just fucking screaming his head off. I was just like, oh my god, like mm. this fucking poor kid, man, like you know. But yep, that was the thing, like believability. Yes. Uh, 100%. Uh, there's thousands, millions of kids with uh, drug addicted with parents. Wendy, with with uh, Wendigos in their uh, attic. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's, it's thousands of kids. Yeah, yeah. That part of it is obviously not believable, but... Why not? Um, Why not? Uh, I guess. You just, um, you've, you've swayed my, my thoughts. No, no. but uh, the other, other parts of it are totally, like, very realistic. Yeah. You know? For sure. So, what I really, I, really liked was being living in the Pacific Northwest. They got the weather perfect. Generally, that's how the sky is all the time. Gray, oh, wow. gray, gray, except during the summer. So I could relate to it like, oh, I've walked where that kid walks. You know, like yeah. I was really excited that, okay, after watching uh, Malignant, which took place in Seattle, definitely did not take place in Seattle. Then watching this movie, oh, wow, they were actually like location accurate or like pretty spot on with the weather and the dreariness and just the overall atmosphere of this kid's world just falling apart and he's trying to hold the pieces yeah you know the uh the weird little bit of trivia about where they filmed the movie yeah is uh it's actually the same town that they've that they did rambo first blood yeah (laughs) yeah and and as i was watching it like the house came back up at another uh on yellow jackets I was like, hey, that's the same fucking house from Antlers. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Like well, Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jackets, I don't know anything about the show. Yeah. Don't go in there. There's a Wendigo in there. Yeah, there's a Wendigo in there, Yellow Jacket. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I looked it up, and uh, it's shot in the same location oh, yeah. that's as awesome. uh, Antlers, which is uh, British Columbia. Oh, yeah? Like, you don't think that a house could be recognizable in another like thing but like it's a, the, it's a great house for that kind of shit yeah the like, house has perfect. such a good yeah. like its own like character to character. it yeah um that it's like yeah it you, wouldn't be the same if it was a nice little like you know little yeah. ranch you know yeah i was even like did they go through a tunnel that's the same <laughs> house rewind it that's the same same center window where i 
in Antlers, I kept thinking the wind dingle's gonna burst out of there. Fucking. You talking about like the tunnel that she drove through? Yeah. That tunnel, I, I would be terrified to drive through that tunnel. Yeah. By the way, that yeah. did not look like it was safe at all. Yeah. But. No, the little kid walks through it every day. Yeah. Ugh. That's scary. I just feel like I have to run as fast as I can because this is just gonna yeah. give way. Speaking point. of the tunnel, I thought that that was a great like shot. Like seeing when he's walking all by himself, just engulfed in darkness. All you saw was a silhouette mm. of like an innocent child. I was like, yeah. I love it. Uh, the effects in this. What do you guys think of uh, once they introduce like the full beast? Uh, you know, during Jesse Plemons' uh, encounter with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because because like they hinted at it like with like ow, like flashes, but like the final act when yeah. the beast is out. Um, out of the car, the 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 carcass or whatever, because they that was the one thing that they explained was like that the Wendigo is burst. Yeah, um, I did like that scene though. Like even though they didn't show the whole thing, where they showed it coming out of his mouth, and yeah. then they showed like the husk of that junkie on the uh, on the floor. Yeah. Um, so I I thought like there isn't a ton of gore in the movie, but mm-hmm. when it's there, I thought it was done very well. Yeah, it looked really cool. I, I liked how they kept it in the dark so yeah. it wasn't something where you could really nitpick too much yeah yeah it, it seems like it was a good mixture i i'm sure there was some practical in there yeah um and it was i'm sure there was also cg uh assisted parts as yeah. well Hasht- hashtag computer people yeah yeah well we are in minecraft so we're also computer people yeah we're also <laughs> computer people yeah. oh shit <laughs> Um, yeah. What did, what did you think of it? Of the uh, of the effects? I thought it was brilliant, brilliant at least uh, for the most part. Just because, like you said, keeping in the dark for a little bit, and then the overall exposure at the end, you're just like, oh shit, wow! Like all those antlers came out of that dude's body. Like his body mm. is just gone. It's just morphed morphed into this huge, ugly antler thing. And um like reading going back to like reading stephen king's pet cemetery about a wendigo like that hasn't been presented in the movie and there's not that many movies about wendigos so i thought this was like really good to get back to the lore and kind of something that the horror community kind of needs right now it's a different type of movie compared to what yeah and i've actually seen some other movies about wendigos recently Mm -hmm. um you know, which is it's kind of cool at the same time, but you know, I've seen some low budget, like real low budget movies with a Wendigo, and it's it's just it's different, so yeah, it, it makes it extra cool. And it's like, oh, that's awesome! Like there's puppetry involved and all this other stuff, so it's it's pretty neat. It reminded me of uh, that movie, The Ritual. I never read the book, but I saw yeah. that that movie a, file, a few years back. Yeah, and then like Feast kind of had like a Feast vibe, but not as co- not as uh, comedic. Uh, just to touch back on the uh, the effects, uh, it says Legacy Effects uh, was responsible for creating the practical Wendigo creature, uh, while Vancouver-based LSFX provided a number of grisly gore effects for the film. Uh, and it says, uh, early on in the design process, Legacy Effects put together a garbage bag proof of the concept test, much like the one created at Stan Winston Studio for the Alien Queen and Aliens. Um... So it says here, Shane Mahan says, uh, Guillermo and Scott came. I said, listen, guys, don't panic. This is just a proposal on how we can make this work on set. 
um, hand left and uh, it was carved out of foam and it was rather preposterous but it was the essence of what we were going to do so, nice so they came in with uh, um, you know with some big fucking <laughs> like this is yeah like, uh, it says also in creating the Wendigo beast weight was a big concern uh, he fights Carrie Russell he eats a bear and he's killing people so it can't be a big fucking heavy thing I can't move. Uh, so it says that Mahan details how the artists at Legacy operated the Wendigo creature. Basically, the performer's arms come out and are attached to the Wendigo's arms, uh, and then they'll be digitally removed, and there'll be digital removal of the performer's legs. So someone actually fucking wore this thing. That's cool. Damn, that's, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah. I love that shit. I love I love that uh, that's still a thing. You know, like people like bigger budget stuff, they can afford to to do like really good CG, but uh, you know, yeah. practical is different. Like you you can tell that some of it is practical for sure. Yeah. So it says that uh, the majority was Legacy's work, practical work, and then we just augmented a, li a little bit with CGI. So nice. that's that's fucking awesome. Like yeah. the hard effect and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like the glowing and everything, yeah. obviously, and I, it obviously when the the you know everything's popping out of the dude's mouth and everything, I'm you know I shouldn't have like hey swallow these horns and throw them up. <laughs> I was decided early on that the practical Wendigo uh, would be used for graceful and intimate shots, but that motions like falling down or jumping up fast would need to be CGI because that's just the physics you're fighting. Uh, in the shed light, in the shed fight for some of the shots, Legacy would simply put the creature head into frame for a reference pass, and then the effects team built a rig where the wall would smash in. The actor inside the suit was Dorian Kingy, and he was giving it his all. It's a difficult costume because it's so encompassing, and uh, sometimes he would take an arm off, and it would be a CGI arm on a full body. Um, that's why we made it uh, telemetry. Uh, that's why we made it a telemetry neck. So it's one performer doing most of the moves. I love it, dude. I fucking love it. Yeah. I like, yeah. So, um, yeah, antlers. Um, I saw that people were kind of pissed off. They're saying it's clunky. Too many uh, not tying stuff together. Um, but like I said, from day one, I felt like, you know, my first comment was, did that man just hand that little boy a bag of meth? Mm. And I said, <laughs> interesting. Okay, so this is the movie where... So the monster, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, so this is not going to be about the monster. This is going to be about the shitty lives of people in this town. Right. And, the and, and oh, yeah, by the way, there's also a monster. Yeah. Um, which could, you know, you could take it for what it is. It's, it's, it, it's either a real thing, which, you know, trauma is a real thing, or, and, and it is a monster that some people have to deal with. That's actually a book, uh, one of my short stories I'm working on right now about a guy that um, kills his wife and mom and brother accidentally while driving drunk. So now he has all this trauma building up inside of him until it finally splits, fully erupts. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, because like, that's what they said, like, my daddy's black inside. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? And like what's the dark is it the darkness of being succumbed to the addictions and being just an overall because there's a scene in the movie um like we could go around in circles and talk about different aspects of this all night but uh there's a scene where like he grabs both the kids in the hallway and he goes listen 
daddy's sick. Yeah. That Daddy's... part actually gave you a little bit of hope, like, oh, okay, he's not a total piece of shit. Like, he added the locks. Because that yeah. was my biggest gripe at the beginning was, how'd that kid get the dad yeah. back with the truck and then put the locks on? But when it explains it, yeah, I was like, okay, maybe he's not that big of a piece of shit after all. Like, he's yeah. trying, mm. like, to protect his sons, but yeah. obviously he's tormented. Yeah. And that was, like, that was the cool part for me where, where he, like, takes him, like, you know, I'm sorry, like... That this happened and you know when i'm sick and you need to lock me lock me away and whatever you do don't let me out hurt you or yeah. whatever the case may be um but then like the little kid got sick but then i felt like the little kid like i don't know and it's just because of the kid that little kid was always with the father so is it something mm. of like the kid got i don't know maybe i'm looking too much into it <laughs> But is it like the kid got sick mentally uh, from being with his father all the time and like knew and saw fucked up shit that his brother didn't know and he was acting weird and that's why he was like, Daddy, Daddy, he's sick. You know, Aiden's mm-hmm. sick. Yeah. And then like threw him in there, like coupled him with him. But, you know, or it could just be it's, it's a Wendigo. It's a, it's a yeah. fucking Wendigo. <laughs> take it however you want to take it. I'm gonna yeah. go the, the fucking fathers fucked fucked up the kids' lives. The kid had a shitty life. He was wearing dirty, smelly, skunky fucking clothes, and uh, you know. So when he retaliated to those bullies, I was like, "Yeah, you stick it to him, man. You stick yeah. it to him." Like, I, I, am I the only one who was like, either, "Like, he's a small kid," but that other the dude that was bullying him the most, I'm like, "How old is this goddamn kid?" Like, how like. Why is he in the same grade as him? Like, is he that? That's what he... I. That's what I thought too. I thought he was a little old to be in that in that same class. Unless yeah. he got held back a bunch or whatever. But he's supposed to be. I mean, the little kid was supposed to be twelve, so he's yeah. a small twelve-year-old. Yeah, I think he might be like a preemie, like a little. Preemie, oh yeah, little preemie. Maybe. Either that or he's like a you know, a, yeah, crack baby. Yeah. So, which I mean, his mom's not there. Right. So she died. Yeah. So. Wonder how um, the Wendigo baby, the Wendigo got your baby, baby. All right, so um, you want to wrap it up? I think. I mean, we didn't spoil too much, but uh, uh, spoiled most of it. Yeah, we did. Okay. We did. So, <laughs> uh, it's streaming everywhere right now. Rent yes. it. I think. Well, not, uh, yeah, not for free. Yeah, it's, not it's for free. Streaming. Yeah. Uh, this guy blew my mind the other day because he's. I was like, hey man, we've been trying to get. Austin on for a little bit now, but his work schedule, he's got a real job. Uh, <laughs> so his work schedule, uh, but he hit me up. He's like, oh, I'm free this weekend. And I was like, cool, we're uh, covering antlers. And he's like, all right, I'll go rent it. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's on Prime. And he's like, yeah, I'll go rent it, man. And I was like, wait, are you talking about you're going to go rent like a physical DVD? And he said, so- yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the fun, the funny thing is though, after I saw Stream, right, I went right across the street to Redbox. They were all sold out of antlers. Uh, I go to this other, I go to this other Redbox, all sold out of antlers. I yeah. said, "Fuck it," I had to get it from Amazon. Actually, uh, it was my first time in three years when I rent a movie, I actually rented it on Amazon. There you go. I was I was yeah. hoping that you actually have like a physical place that still rents movies in your area. I'm like, that's pretty uh, dope. We did, but they closed last year, and I made a killing. I have like a 
1600, 1800 movie collection, and I went what, there. What uh, What was the name out. of the place? Uh, Reckless Video. Okay. Because oh, uh, Wolfie, uh, my friend who lives in uh, close, not too far, I guess, um, he, he racked up at some place that was going out of business. I don't think it was that place, though, no, uh, like last there, year. There was Reckless Video, and then there was Silver Lake Video. They both went mm. under, but... Seattle has a uh, scarecrow video, which is three stories. Wow. Oh, wow. To, it's supposed to be the biggest national archive of the West Coast for films or something. Like they're in the film industry. And, oh, wow. That's and, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully. We don't have know. anything like that around here. We just nah. have junkies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Seattle's got junkies too. Oh, they do. Uh, it's the Sep yeah. Dares plays guitar and get famous. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, <laughs> Austin, before we wrap up, uh, so you mentioned that you're working on a short story. Um, uh, yeah. But what? Uh, where can people get your uh, already published stuff? Uh, either from my big cartel, which is austin.r.german, bigcartel.com, Amazon. Uh, find me on Instagram. The underscore Germinator underscore, and I have my website right there in the in my bio. And the linkies, so. the linkies. Yep, links. The stinky uh, links. The stinky links. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, definitely recommend picking up his shit. It's awesome. Um, I got all your I got all your works so far. Yeah. Um, how many things do you have like available? Uh, I got four right now. Uh, one is a no two are novella. And then two are short stories with uh, one has poems and uh, illustrations. Yeah. So oh, pretty nice. cool. Um, Oscara, who's been on the show, she's done all the cover art for him. Yeah. Oh, sick. Shout yeah. out. Shout out. Yeah, she killed it. Yeah, nice. Killed it. Yeah. The newest one is The Feed, right? The Feed, yep. Yeah. That yeah. came out last last year. Yeah. So uh, definitely pick that, pick that up. Um, and then the other one is, uh, uh, I forget, Lunar Dreams. Lunar Dreams, Dead and, Diaries, yeah. and per Perennial Harvest. Yeah, uh, Perennial Harvest. I haven't, I haven't finished, not, finished it yet, but yeah. Not to be one of those guys. I'm, a, I'm a guy that likes. I buy physical copies of things, and I never, I, I'll never touch them because I want to keep them perfect. Yeah. Is it available? Are they available digitally as well? Yep, all on Kindles okay. or whatever tablet you have. Yep, perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah, Kindle. Yeah, yeah. Little Kindles. Little, yeah. Little swipe. I'll have swipe. Them. No, All right. Good. So yeah, so yeah, go pick up a book and then uh follow him on the Instagrams and uh yeah, you won't regret it. Uh Kevin. Yes. Uh where can people find you, my, my guy? Uh A Knuckle on Instagram. Uh, uh plus every Tuesday nights I do a live show called Wicked Horror Show. It's live at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What time is that? On face 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you should be the only one uh, on uh, at 9 p.m., right? I should be, yeah. but I'm not. All right. Um, and, uh, yeah, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and it, we're on the Wicked Horror Show on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, it's a live show, but runs about an hour. Uh, we'll we'll have everyone, uh, you know, we, we some, do some shows with no guests. Like we have that Angel on sometimes. Horror movie legends to, uh, you know, first-time filmmakers and, you know, writers and stuff like that. So, Cool. Going all the way down to like D. Wallace, we've had Kane Hodder, Sid Haig's been on the show. Then yep. we have someone who like made a movie for fifteen bucks. You know, yep. we want to talk to all of them. Yeah. So everybody, it's a good Every time. It's fun. 
Everybody gets showcase. Yes, and I'm also on Black and White Fright, which is a uh, twice a twice a month podcast uh, that's on the Dorkening Podcast Network, just like Wicked Horror Show. Um, that uh, we just we focus strictly on classic horror. Yeah, like um, Abbott and, and Costello. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> like stuff going back, stuff going back to like the 20s and 30s, all the way up to like you know early 60s. Yeah, I think we have a we have a cutoff. Yeah, I think you do. I think you're the 69 is the cutoff. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, make sure you follow these guys uh, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that's it for tonight. That's all we got. Uh, if you want more madness, you can find us on all your favorite streaming apps. Uh, follow us. That's Strange Show. Subscribe. Uh, leave a rating if you want. That helps us. Uh, it helps, right? It helps get like like front eh. front of page or whatever next to Joe. I don't know. No, Joe Rogan's. Uh, <laughs> and don't forget, you can follow us at that strange show uh, for all our social media platforms and on the Dorkening Podcast Network, which, like uh, Kevin said, he's on the Wicked Horror Show. We also got the Horror Squad podcast. Um, and then um, they just had Tony Todd on, by the way. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, yeah, go check out that episode on theirs. Yeah. Um, and then a bunch of other cool shows, Thursday Throwdown. Um, so, yeah, tell your friends. And remember, Strange is Battle. One day, if human civilization ever wipes itself out, aliens or one of our successes will cast an eye on our brained planet and ask themselves whatever happened to Homo sapiens. Ah!